Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. We're kind of in the middle of series. We're starting a new series next week on Ephesians. And uh, this week we're kind of in the interim. So Shane just said, Steve, just preach whatever you want. So I've wrestled around quite a few different messages this week and I've kind of landed on some thoughts that I shared last Sunday night. So if you're here last Sunday night, don't tune out because I think it's one of those things that we can't revisit too much. The title of my message this morning is, It's Just Me, or is it? I think some of the greatest battles that you and I face in our Christian walk, in our just journey through life, are some of the battles that go on in our heart and in our minds. Shane shared last week about there's over 700 passages that talk about the state of our heart. And so it's pretty important because we know that what out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the state of our heart is super important. And God puts a massive emphasis on the state of our heart. And so today I just want to look at some of those aspects of ourselves that, I don't know about you, but there's some things that I don't particularly like about myself sometimes, if I'm honest. There's some ways I react or some thoughts that I have or whatever it might be. There's some things that don't quite line up with who the character and nature of Jesus is. Because we're all on this journey, right? We're all on this journey of becoming more like Christ. And, and so it's only natural that every now and again the Holy Spirit's going to put his fingers on some things and say, Hey, Steve. You know, I'm not sure that lines up with the character and nature of Jesus Christ. You might need to allow me some space to do some work in that area of your heart. And so maybe there's some versions of ourselves that we often just dismiss. Maybe there's some versions of ourselves that maybe we don't like. Maybe there's some versions of ourselves that limit our future. Maybe there's some versions of ourselves that constantly speak negative about others or about ourselves. Maybe there's some versions of ourselves that we constantly just say, you know what, that's just me. It's just me. You know what, whenever we begin to dig at some of those things and some of those, and begin to ask the question around some of those things that we often face, um, we can actually get a little bit uncomfortable, right? Because whenever, you know, God starts doing some work in our heart, there's a bit of, un- a bit of uncomfortableness around that. But the truth is this, that we are in a constant battle. There's a constant battle going on for the freedom that Christ came to give us, for the life that Christ came to give us, the future that he came to give us. But the good news is this, that when we actually engage in these battles and stand up against some of those things with Christ, we know who wins the battle, right? And so when we're honest and we ask God, God, why is it that I get insecure around certain people? Or God, why is it that I run away when I'm faced with conflict? Why is it that I'm so stubborn in certain areas? Why is it that I speak negatively about this people group or whoever it is? When we start to open up communication with God around these issues, There's freedom we can actually find. But only comes when we begin to open up with God and ask God the question, God, what's going on there? Help me walk this journey out. And there's a battle that we all face when it comes to these things. 
God does things from the inside out. The world does things from the outside in. God does everything in the context of relationship. And, you know, so when the Holy Spirit places his finger on something in our life that doesn't line up with the character and nature of Jesus Christ, we have a choice. We can either push it aside and say, you know what, that's just me. Or you know what, we can actually face the battle, engage with God, ask the question with God, know that Jesus Christ comes alongside us and walks the journey out. And it's a battle and it's a victory that Jesus Christ has already won. And so why is it that we often just put up with stuff? put up with the lies, put up with the stuff, put up with the things, put up with the, it's just me. Why do we put up with the things that hold us back? Why do we put up with the things that limit our future or put a lid on the ministries we serve in? Why do we put up with the things that limit our marriage and limit our relationships when we know that there is freedom and victory in Jesus Christ in those areas? Church, it's time to stand up. It's time to stand up against the things that limit our future, against the things that sabotage our relationships. It's time to pull our big boy pants up and get over our offenses and forgive like Christ did and get on with building the kingdom. Do you know if you hang around church long enough, you're going to get offended? Any amens in the house this morning? We're going to learn how to get resilient. We live in this culture of political correctness, whatever that is. And we're going to teach our kids, we're going to learn how to become resilient. And I think the only way we, come, we would be become resilient is by knowing what Christ says about us, is by understanding that our identity, our security, our everything is tied up in who Christ says we are. We don't need a thousand likes on Facebook to feel good about ourselves. We have the God of the universe that says, I'm for you. I'm walking with you. Need to get over our insecurities and get resilient and get on with building the kingdom. We need to let go of pride and insecurities and stubbornness and allow God some space to maybe shift some mindsets and shift some things to bring them into alignment with the character and nature of Jesus. You know, I looked up the word stubborn. It says this. this is, these are some of the things it said. Having or showing a dog determination not to change one's attitude or position on something, especially in spite of good arguments or reasons to do so. The reason I bring up the, the word stubbornness because I've been, my wife calls me stubborn sometimes. And we often, it's often a word we say, oh, he's just stubborn, or I'm just stubborn, or, or she's just stubborn, or whatever that is. But, but sooner or later, we've got to ask the question, does my stubbornness in that area, does that line up with the kingdom of God? Or do I, do I need to allow God some space to come and move and do something? Some of the other things it says about that is difficult. Difficult to cure, headstrong, awkward, difficult, obstinate, pig-headed. Set in ways so much that they don't even allow themselves to find happiness. Interesting. 
when I think about those things, they don't exactly line up with the character and nature of Jesus Christ. You know, stubbornness is actually rooted in pride and insecurity. Whenever our opinions and our ideas become so set that this is what makes me feel special and right and my identity is found in that, then sooner or later we've got to ask the question of how does that line up with the character and nature of Jesus Christ? Because our identity is meant to be found in him and in him alone. Not in what I believe about a specific issue. It's time to stand up against the things that we say, it's just me. Because here's the thing, right? If the just me's don't line up with the character and nature of Jesus Christ, then I'm sorry, it's not just you. You're created in the image of Christ. You're created in the image of God. So if the just you's don't line up with who Jesus is, we need to allow God some space. We need to surrender that thing over to him. And you know what? Keep surrendering it to him until we find freedom in that area, the freedom that Jesus Christ came to give you and to give me. You're worth more than that. You're worth more than the mediocre. You're worth more than settling for the just me's. Jesus Christ says it and he communicates it right throughout his word. He loves you too much to leave you in that place. You know, when it comes to battling some of these things, we need to understand that the weapons we use are different to the weapons that the world uses. Whenever we begin to stand up against the versions of ourselves, it's important to understand the weapons we fight with aren't the same weapons that the world uses. In Luke chapter 22, there's a story of where Jesus is hanging around with the disciples and, he's, and the authorities come to arrest him to take him to get crucified. And Peter grabs out his sword and he cuts off the ear of one of the officers who's about to arrest Jesus. And we might think in, in, a, in a worldly kind of setting, well, that's probably pretty, Jesus hasn't done anything wrong. It's probably in a pretty appropriate response, in a worldly response. But listen to what Jesus says. Jesus actually rebukes Peter. And he says this, he says, no more of this. My kingdom doesn't fight like this. My kingdom doesn't fight like the kingdoms of this world. Jesus actually picks up his ear and he heals him. He heals the guy who's about to arrest him and take him away to be crucified. It doesn't make sense, right? A king, a God, with all the power and all the authority, sends his son to communicate love to us. Let's himself get arrested and crucified by the humans he come to serve and love. And he says, I didn't come to be served. I come to serve. Let me wash your feet. The kingdom always responds different to the way the world responds. And so while the world might hate, the kingdom of God chooses to love. While the world criticizes, the world encourages. Sorry, while the world criticizes, the kingdom encourages. While the world excludes certain people groups, we choose to include. While the world pushes away, we embrace. While the world takes, the kingdom gives. 
While the world says you're going to find your self-help through reading Oprah's book, the kingdom says you're going to find it in the Word of God. You're going to find it in a relationship with Jesus Christ. The kingdom said, world says you find security in your job. The kingdom says you find your security and your source of supply in God and in God alone. There's no need to worry. While the world says you're going to find fulfillment in stuff and accumulating things, the kingdom of God says the greatest fulfillment that you will ever find is when we learn how to serve one another. We fight with different weapons, and we need to understand this because this is who God is. This is what Jesus Christ looks like. This is what life to the full, this is what freedom looks like in Christ. We have a different set of weapons to fight with. And so when we find ourselves in a place where we're judging someone instead of loving, well, you know what? That version of ourselves doesn't line up with the character and nature of Jesus Christ. It's time to take a stand and begin to do some work in that area. So when we find ourselves being critical of people or the church or critical of ourselves, that's a big one, right? The self-talk that we goes on in our head, we're constantly putting ourselves down and second-guessing and doubting. Well, that doesn't line up with the character and nature of Jesus Christ. It's time to take a stand against that version of ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit some space to come and work and begin to bring some freedom into that area of our life. When we find ourselves speaking negatively, it's time to take a stand against that version of ourselves. When we find ourselves excluding certain people groups in our thoughts or our actions or whatever it might be, well, that doesn't line up with the kingdom of God. It's time to allow God some space and the Holy Spirit some space to shift our thinking around that area. When we find ourselves saying, it's just me, it's just me. You know what, if the just me doesn't line up with who Jesus Christ is, we need to allow the Holy Spirit some space to bring freedom to that area. You know, this is hard to hear sometimes, but it's also good news. Because God wants to bring freedom to those areas of your world that don't line up with who he is. He wants to bring freedom and there's nothing more freer, if you like, than being able to walk into any and every situation and not feel the need to have to actually change people or judge people or feel threatened by people. But we're free just to love and serve. I'll tell you what, that's the most freeing place on the planet. It's a fruitful place where we can enter into relationships and situations wherever it is that we find ourselves and just being able to love and serve like Christ did without all the strings attached that the world so often puts on things, without all the strings attached that we put on things. You know, I want to finish this morning. I invite the team to come back. I want to finish this morning by talking about the Red Sea experience. And I touched on this a little bit last Sunday night. And you might be familiar, most of you probably would be familiar with the story of the Red Sea. Um, God's chosen people, Israel, were in captivity in Egypt. And they've been there for quite a while, if you remember the story. 
in captivity under Pharaoh's rule. And God raises up Moses to lead them out. And if we fast forward through a few plagues and a few things that, that went down, fast forward a little bit, we find Israel camped on the side of the Red Sea. And the picture we kind of get is that they're stuck on the side of the Red Sea. And they can't go back. There seems to be mountains on one side, mountains on the other, and they can't go back because the army of Egypt are in pursuit after them. And they're standing in the front of the Red Sea. And Moses holds up his staff and the Red Sea parts, if you remember the story, and creates a passage for them to actually walk through. And God's promise is that they will be led through to the promised land. But it doesn't always happen in an instant, right? Sometimes we think that we live in this westernized culture where everything's got to happen now. Where God's like this fast food fortune-telling God that we just go and ask him something and bang, instantly it happens. God does everything in process. I don't know about you. He can do things in an instant. He can heal in an instant. He can do things in an instant. But often he's more concerned with the journey that we're on and the relationship that we walk with him on that journey. Anyway, they, find, they go through the Red Sea and the, the seas close up and take out their enemy. And they're standing on the other side of the Red Sea. And it's, they're standing on one of history's greatest miracles and greatest things that we see. And then we go on a few chapters later and we see Israel begin to grumble and complain. They haven't quite reached the promised land yet. And yet they begin to say things like this. In Numbers 14, it says, we should choose a leader and go back. If, and it says in Numbers chapter 20, if only we had died, why did you bring us here? Because they're stuck out in the desert. Human nature is we're always going to go back to our default. We're going to go back to what's comfortable. Some of us need a Red Sea experience where we begin to see, where we make a stand and say, you know what, this part of my life, it doesn't line up with the character and nature of Jesus Christ. The Red Sea, it's closed up behind me. I can't go back. The only way is forward and trust in God, no matter how long it takes. Because here's what we often do. We often make a decision and say, you know what, God, I'm making a stand. I'm going to... Stop doing that thing or I'm going to stop thinking that way or whatever it might be. And then you know what? We go home and we just do the exact same thing. And then what do we say? Oh, it's just me. We need to understand we're in a battle. But it's a battle worth fighting for. And the challenge is that in that moment where we find ourselves looking back, saying we would have been better off back there in captivity, in Egypt, the challenge is in those moments to grab hold of the Word of God and grab hold of faith and say, you know what, God, I'm walking forward and I'm going with you. I'm going to continue to fight this thing. I'm going to continue to surrender it to you because we don't fight like the world. We choose to surrender to God. And when we surrender to God, I believe it's the most powerful thing that we can do is when we learn how to surrender. You know what, we're on the... You know, we're talking about Billy Graham. I remember hearing an interview with Billy Graham once. And they asked him, what's the most significant thing that you've kind of learned in your Christian journey? Without hesitation, without doubt, he said surrender. 
That was it. We had to learn how to surrender. When we learn how to surrender those things that don't line up with Christ, then we allow space for him to come and move and transform us into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Would you bow your heads as we pray and finish up this morning? You know, some of us do need a Red Sea experience. Some of us need a moment where we see the waters close behind us and we begin to look forward to the promised land that God has promised you, the freedom that God promises you. Jesus didn't die on a cross and lay down his life for you and for me, for us to camp out on the banks of the Red Sea. He died to lead you through into freedom and truth. Father, in this moment, right here, right now, God, whatever it is that maybe you've put your finger on, whatever it is that maybe, Holy Spirit, you've stirred in us, we just choose to surrender to you this morning. Maybe it's our insecurities. Maybe it's speaking critically of ourselves or people. Maybe it's gossip. Maybe it's being stubborn in certain areas. Lord, we just acknowledge that those things don't line up with who you are and your kingdom. And God, right now, right now in this moment, we just ask you to forgive us. Father God, lead us forward into freedom. Lord, we are your children. We trust you. And we ask that right here, right now, Father, that you would lead us through. You would give us that spirit of fight or whatever it is that we need, Father God, to surrender and keep on surrendering. And keep on surrendering. God, your promises are good. Your promises are freedom. There's freedom in you, Jesus. And we surrender to you afresh this morning. God, I pray for those that are struggling, those that are having a hard time. Holy Spirit, that you would just comfort them right where you find them. Right here, right now. In Jesus' name. Time to stand up, church. Stop looking back. Keep standing until the freedom that Jesus promised comes. Jesus went through too much on the cross for us to settle for the it's just me's. Amen. Amen.